All right, 531, welcome back into the program. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Tom Barfield, Ward White, Aaron Sexton, we're glad you're with us as uh, we roll through this Friday afternoon. Cowboys and uh, Arizona coming up tonight, 8 o'clock for the pregame, 9 o'clock for the kick, and we're joined now from Blogging the Boys by uh, R.J. Ochoa. R.J., good afternoon. We appreciate your time here on game day. How's it going, guys? Great to be with you. Happy game day, indeed. Indeed. So, hey, let, let's start with quarterback. Uh, obviously, Dak will not play. Uh, it, does Gilbert get the majority of the snaps, or do they continue to feed uh, Cooper Rush and, and Danucci out there to see, you know, who's going to be number three? I think we'll definitely get a little bit more Garrett Gilbert tonight just because I think the Cowboys want to see a little bit more of the overall offensive work. Uh, but but I think, you know, when, when we will look back at tonight, tomorrow, or later on this evening uh, with a nightcap or something, I think it is probably a night that maybe Ben DiNucci gets the most of just when it comes to the second half. And, um, you know, whether or not you enjoy that is something that is a big question <laughs> and, and point of discussion for a lot of Cowboys fans. But uh, I do think that Ben DiNucci is, is going to get the lion's share this evening. At what point do you start getting concerned about Dak Prescott? You know, I'm definitely not there yet. Um you know, he's obviously having the MRI on Monday, um, and I personally anticipate that going well, but obviously if it didn't, I mean, that, that ensues panic, or, or panic ensues rather. Um, if he doesn't play at all next week against the Texans, I think that that might be a little bit worrisome. Uh, if he's still not throwing, I mean, you know, if all of this gets delayed, because I think you know, the Cowboys have been very specific in putting timelines out here saying he's getting the MRI on Monday. Uh, and, and I, you know, they were very specific in, in not – kind of you know letting us know what the plans were for practices in Oxnard before they wrapped up this week and so but they have been saying that the plan is for him to play next uh next week against Houston and so if that did not come to fruition it would mean that their assessment was wrong for some particular reason and that would be a little bit worrisome talking with RJ Ochoa for blogging the boys RJ uh one of the uh bright spots I guess in camp has been Maurice Kennedy's uh work how does that change the secondary look for the Cowboys, or does it? You know, he, he has, I think, offered um, offered more hypotheticals or more opportunities. Uh, Anthony Brown is a player who has just kind of hung around for the Cowboys since 2016. And so I don't know that I think Maurice makes Anthony expendable, but he at least, he at least allows for that question to be asked. Um, and, and ultimately, even if you are asking that question, I think, you know, we had an article this week about whether or not the Cowboys should consider trading Anthony Brown. And I don't because I think that that depth, however much you value even Anthony Brown in this context, is so hard to get. Uh, so I think, you you know, if you're the Cowboys, you really should look at Maurice Kennedy and his emergence. It's just kind of a, a happy icing on the cake sort of quality that you've now obtained because it's a long season. Players get hurt. And before you know it, you have to rely on your fifth and sixth corners in, in more serious capacities than you had originally planned. And so uh, I don't think you should test that just because right now it feels like you have an abundance of riches. R.J. Attila with us, blogging the boys in ESPN San Antonio on game day on ESPN Central Texas. And, R.J., is this offensive line coming together the way you thought it would so far? Uh, you know, that might be uh, my, my biggest point of concern and, and biggest point of fascination in strength tonight. You know, I think we all believe that the Cowboys starting offensive line uh, is, is fine or, or is good or really good or of, of top quality or, or manageable quality. But the moment it gets tested is where things are ultimately a little bit more questionable. And the overwhelming likelihood is that it's going to be tested. Tyron Smith 
you know, obviously missed a, you know, a majority of last season, but even then he has missed time in every season since 2015. Dak Prescott has never played a full season with Tyrant at the left tackle. And so it unfortunately is, is really a matter of when and not if in all likelihood when it comes to Tyron missing time this year. And, and we don't even know with Lyle Collins how he's going to play without, you know, having missed uh, an entire year last season. And so you're going to have to rely on depth. And it was just one game. It was just the, pre- the Pro Football Hall of Fame game. But the swing tackle, the Cowboys went out and got this offseason. Ty Insecki did not play well last week. And so uh, there's definitely some concern that the Cowboys are not prepared for when they have to lean on their depth at the tackle position specifically, which is terrifying given the fact that now, right, or at least in this present moment, there are questions about Dak and, Obviously, last season, his health was, was something that was really magnified. But, uh, yeah, that's, I think that that's what everybody's going to be watching the most tonight. I, I was going to ask you, what, what are some of the, uh, the things to, to pay attention to? You, you mentioned line. What else are you going to be looking for tonight? You know, I definitely I want to see Moise Kennedy um, and, and the rest of the Cowboys corners because, you know, he had the interception off of Matthew Stafford when the Cowboys had a joint practice with the Rams last Saturday. And that's important, and that's really nice, and that's a little bit of proof of concept. But I definitely want to see it in a game, and, and I definitely want to see it, you know, against another team, obviously, in a game situation. Um, and, and, you know, it's not as pressing, I think, for Moise Kennedy, but I really want to see Kelvin Joseph, the Cowboys' second-round pick, you know, prospect. There's been a lot of talk that maybe he could develop into a starter as the season progresses, and that did happen with last year's second-round draft pick, Trayvon Diggs, but we haven't really seen a lot from Kelvin Joseph, so I'd like to see him take a little bit of a step. The Cowboys' secondary in general, I mean, there are so many questions with really every player on that in that group except for Trayvon Diggs, and so... I want to see something that eases my concern. I do feel like Micah Parsons has already kind of answered the call. I feel like most people believe he's going to have that linebacking group uh, higher or playing at a higher level. I think we all believe in the Cowboys' defensive line to to a degree that is, is going to be fine, is, is going to get the job done, so to speak. So this secondary is, is the weakest part of the defense overall, and it was not that great last week against Pittsburgh, but I really, really would like to see just – it doesn't have to be big. As long as it's incremental growth, I want to see steps in the right direction from everyone involved there. RJ, does it feel like that this defense under Dan Quinn is playing with more confidence right now? I know it's a small sample size, but just playing with more confidence, maybe playing a little bit faster than we've seen it uh, in years past? Yeah, it really does. Um, it, it feels like – I think confidence is probably the best word, and I think – uh, I know we talked last week about how Dan Quinn is such an educator and he's such a teacher. And so it just feels like they they're, they understand things more. Um, t- to me, what it feels like, uh, you know, when I was like in middle school, I-, I knew a lot of, you know, friends and girls that would have quinceaneras and they would ask us to be in them. And like, I hate dancing, but you would have to go learn the dance to like do with the quinceanera. And so you would do it like for a week and you would do it a thousand times. Um, and so, like, that was the only time dancing that I ever felt confident in anything because I had done it a, a thousand times. And so, to me, it kind of feels like that. Not everybody uh, is, is gifted to be able to walk out onto a dance floor and just kind of perform. And I think that was the challenge for the Cowboys last year. But I think that there's been a regimen. I think there's been a, a point of instruction. And I think there's been an, an understanding that is far exceeded what it had at any point last year. R.J. Achula is with us uh, from Blog of the Boys. R.J., every time we turn on the television from Oxnard, it seemed like C.D. Lamb was making one of those spectacular plays. Is, is he taking over this receiving core? Is he becoming the focal point of the, receiver, of the receivers right now, particularly with Amari out? Yeah, I mean, 
it's amazing how CD has kind of surpassed the hype that he had surrounding him entering this season because it was so high already. Um, you know, when, when CD was drafted about a year and a half ago, it, it felt, you know, again, like a matter of when, not if, that he was going to establish himself as the alpha of the group. Uh, and, and I think that we're starting to see that happen. There, there are things that, that only CD is capable of doing. And some of that is the, the mystique that surrounds him, like the, the CD lamb of it all, the 88 of it all. But he really he is talented in ways that Amari and Michael Gallup are not, which is, is in no way a shot at them. And so the fact that we are seeing that and that we're seeing it with all these other quarterbacks that aren't even Dak Prescott, it's so encouraging. I do, you know, I've, I've, I've looked at all the over-unders that are associated with the Cowboys' offense this season, you know, Dak's yards, Dak's touchdowns, et cetera. And I would probably lean under on most of them just because I don't think this offense is going to play at the rate that it did with Dak Prescott last year because they don't want to play that way. The Cowboys want to play a more balanced game. That's, that's the key to winning games. Uh, but I would absolutely take all of the overs on CD Lamb. I mean, he is so special, and I really think that this is the year that everybody says, how could we have at any point thought that Justin Jefferson was the best receiver from last year's class? He, um, I, I think he has a case. I mean, the quarterback is the quarterback, but I think CD is, is on pace to potentially be this team's offensive MVP this year. With that being said, do you feel like Kellen Moore is more comfortable in his role with having so many toys in the toy box? Because it felt like, you know, a lot of times last year, he was just trying to to find the biggest toy in the box to play with and, and not really getting any kind of rhythm or thinking a couple of series down the road. Do you feel like that he's got more adjusted where he can run that type of offense that you were just talking about, be, be more balanced and utilize the running game and throw the ball when maybe not as expected to throw the ball? Yeah, and I think that's a really astute point. You know, this is Kellen's third year as the team's offensive coordinator, and we talk so much about often continuity in sports at, at different places and in different respects. And, you know, we talk about it at quarterback. But, I mean, this is, you know, Kellen Moore's first year as offensive coordinator is 2019 when Dak Prescott was really kind of just growing into this elevated version of himself that we've, we've kind of come to know over the last two years. And, you know, dealing with Jason Garrett, the drama of that year, the, you know, fall and him being fired and everything or let go however you want to term it. And then last year, getting to know Mike McCarthy, finding out that he was going to stay, that he was going to be part of the new staff, obviously the challenges of COVID and everything. Um, so this is Kellen's first kind of like the waters have calmed, uh, getting a chance to sail. And, and you're right. I think having familiarity with all these players, there, there's nobody new. People, and this, people make a big deal about this for a good reason, but people talk so much about how the Buccaneers are returning all 22 starters from the Super Bowl. Granted, you have to add a little bit of qualifiers here, but the Cowboys are returning all 11 intended offensive starters from last year. At this time a year ago, if, if we all sat here and projected the Cowboys starting 11 offensive players, it would have been the 11 that will start in week one, incidentally, against Tampa Bay. And so I, I really think that that is such an important thing for Kellen Moore specifically. And, and the version of CeeDee Lamb he's got this year is, is better than last year. I mean, a lot of the Cowboys players, you, we've heard, you know, everybody say they're in the best shape of their lives, but that's kind of been true for them. And so I think that Kellen is, is in a much more stable environment, a much more, you know, continuity-based environment, and he obviously has the continuity with his players, their skill sets, and everything involved, which is really exciting. And, and I wonder, RJ, about Kellen in, in how, you know, coordinators want to get in a rhythm, too. But here he is. Sometimes he had his number two quarterback in. Sometimes he had his number three quarterback in. He had an offensive line that wasn't very good. And then he had a running back that couldn't hang on to the football. What play was he supposed to call? Yeah, it's, 
you know, last year was challenging in, in, a, in a number of ways, obviously. And it was challenging for every team and, and every person in the world, obviously. Uh, but, but it does, I, I think, you know, we've all been in different environments, you know, whether it's work or personalized or whatever, where you go through whatever and you finally get a chance to come up for air and, and stabilize. And I think that that is what has happened with Kellen Moore. I also think, I mean, he's an incredibly young coach. And I think that there is a, a culture shock to, to go, is, 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 you know, familiar with Kellen or as Kellen is with coaching and obviously his father was a coach. Uh, and, and he has the background and, and was kind of a coach on the sidelines as it was. But, I mean, you know, there is, there is a difference. It's like it reminds me when I would, you know, you would get your new schedule at school. And, and you know, the first time you walk to class, like, you know, the second day you're still kind of like, well, what, what building am I in, whatever. Like, there are no more questions like that with Kellen Moore. There are no more challenges like last year. Everything is, is where it's supposed to be. He's in a, a, the most comfortable spot he's ever been in as the team's offensive coordinator. There's not a question about the head coach getting fired. He doesn't have to worry about his quarterback not getting a contract. He doesn't have to worry about, you know, different players not being available to him. I mean, you know, I'm not saying we should expect his offense to be the best in the NFL, but we should absolutely expect it to be efficient enough to win a lot of football games. All right, RJ, enjoy the game. Uh, what do you got uh, on bloggingtheboys.com for us right now? Well, we've got obviously previews for tonight and, and tonight and, and, you know, late tonight we'll be burning the midnight oil, having some, some cups of coffee, surely, with nothing else in it. Uh, you know, uh, recapping, uh, recapping what we saw. We'll have winners and losers and honorable mentions. We'll have a live show on our YouTube channel, post-game show, uh, and we'll podcast that. So this is the most exciting time of the year. I'm, I'm so happy it's here. Great to talk to you guys, uh, be with friends, and, and enjoy this game, enjoy this sport. Uh, this, this, there's a lot of harmony in the air right now. And I like to just kind of channel that and sit in it. This, we, we wait all year long for this time of year, and so it's fun that it's finally here. RJ, thanks. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. You bet. RJ Achoa from Blogging the Boys. He's jazzed. He's ready to go.